to a very special episode of the Chronic Command podcast because I have a very special guest. And that special guest is Mike Hobbs. You might recognize that name from the Meeples and Mimics podcast that was uh, ran for like over a decade, I think, with Neil Shook, uh, the, lead, the lead host, and Mike um, joined Neil uh, at some point during the history of the podcast, and they became really good friends. As a result of it, now, I really enjoyed uh, immensely listening to them to, uh, review books or interview people and just talk about their hobby. And, um, uh, you know, in, in a great way, they inspired me to uh, do podcasting myself and talk about uh, things that I was passionate about with uh, '90s games, workshop gaming. And uh, and during that time, um, Neil uh, allowed Mike to. Indulge himself in a massive epic show uh, involving multiple guests uh, like Ken Whitehurst from the Polyversal game and uh, other podcasting contributions and um, other big names in the in the epic uh, space being or net epic communities. So I I thought it'd be great to have Mike on just to talk about epic, so we can indulge about uh, our memories of epic or. Forces, our collections, our favorite models, and all kinds of things. But it actually turned into a massive, massive sort of hobby chat, really, in the end. And we talked about lots of different things. Because Mike is, you know, he likes historical gaming, he likes other games, he pretty much likes any game, you know, any board game, uh, you name it, he's probably played it, and he probably has it on his shelf. So it's quite an extensive collection of things that he likes. But um, yeah, I think, I think he really enjoys. Uh, reminiscing about the old days of playing Space Marine with his friends and I thought I'd just get him on to talk about it so we had a great chat for the last almost two hours so enjoy this ride along memory lane again and uh, we'll see you on the other side guys okay hello Mike hello Mike. hello can you hear me I can if you just give me one second I just need to adjust Sure, mate. Yeah, my, no uh, my headset, so it uses my no mic. Yeah. yeah, no problem, mate. You just take your time. There we go. That should be better. Fantastic, mate. Thank you so much again for you know spending some time with me to talk to me today. Oh, it's an honor, <laughs> mate. It's an my honor. honor. I'm really nervous. Actually, it's like it's like. Interviewing someone who's like a celebrity or something. Oh, shut up. <laughs> well, I've, I've been listening to you and Neil for so long, for over 10 years. It's like, it's really surreal uh, talking to you now in person. Well, you know, over the internet kind of thing. But um, yeah, look, mate, you know, um, you know, I'd love to have you on as many times as I can to talk about Epic uh, if you're more than willing. And I'll, I'll, I'm more than willing to talk about Epic anytime. So about wargaming in general. So. Uh, thank you. Again well, I mean, that, time, that's mate. the thing because, yeah, I, I'm quite happy to come on and for about um, <laughs> the hobby as often you want. So, yeah, more yeah. than happy. That's excellent, mate. Thank you. And um, for people who who have never heard you or your voice or whatever, could you please tell everybody about yourself and um, uh, about your history? In oh, God. Podcasting <laughs> and that kind of it could take quite a long time, but <laughs> that's fine. We've got we've got lots of time, mate. So go for it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, hello. I'm Mike. Um, I, I 
guess I'm I'm best known for being one of the co-hosts on Meeples and Miniatures, um, which was um, a very long-running podcast run by my very good mates Neil Shook, um, and um, I had the honour of um, being on there for God several years, um, <laughs> five years I think. Um, oh, at least mate, more than that I think. Yeah. yeah. It was a long time, uh, and it was just great because it meant that every every week or so, um, I get together with my best mate and we just chat. And as part of that, you know, we we got to talk to some really clever people, sort of games designers who I've been inspired by, and so forth. And we talked about games and we reviewed stuff and. It was just fun. I mean, it was hard work for Neil because he had to do all the hard work of um, editing the thing and, you know, making it sound good. I just turned up and talked for two and a half, two and a half hours, yeah. three hours. <laughs> so I had it easy. But, yeah, so we did that. Um, as well as that, I've done playtesting. Um, I've been really lucky in, in my hobby because I've always sort of mm. um, become friends with people who um, design games, manufacture games, manufacture figures, and so forth. And that sort of led me down various dark alleyways, because um, <laughs> I'm a curious person. <laughs> and uh, yeah. so um, yeah. I guess probably from a, a hobby perspective, my biggest influence was a guy called... Uh, Bill Thornhill who um, lived on the corner for me and oh. we became friends, we actually met in work years ago um, and we got chatting about hobby because I was just sort of back into it then and yeah we just be, we, we become very firm friends and then he went off um, to learn he was a postman originally, and then he decided to go off and learn how to become a sculptor. And from there, he founded oh, wow. uh, Musketeer Miniatures. Not a Musketeer. Oh, yeah. wow. um, and then from that, uh, which then became f- uh, Footsaw Miniatures. Um, oh, wow. And he's just he, he, uh, a mold maker. He, he trained a foundry. Um, became a master mold maker there which I think just helped with his sculpting because he knew how to make figures that would work in a mold um, and he sort of basically set up his own little company and from there I met the people of Gripping Beast um, which is a, a historical gaming company or manufacturing company based in the UK uh, they do mostly sort of ancient World War I stuff and so forth, so I became friends with them, and that got me into playtesting. Um, I started doing some playtesting with them for um, a World War One game, which um, sort of came out but didn't come out. Um, uh, that was a game called The Great War, which was the, the first version of it was released by Warhammer Historical. Oh, um, right. Under the tutelage of uh, Rob Broom. And Group and Beast were working on a supplement for that, which was going to be set in um, in sort of Palestine and 
and in Gallipoli. Um, so I got involved in some playtesting for um, the first supplement for that, which was called Over the Top, which was written by a Frenchman called Alex Bichel. And Alex yeah. Bichel then went on to be to design Saga. Oh, right. And yeah. I okay. got very heavily engaged with with them on the Saga production very early on. Um, yeah. And basically spent about four years of my life just playing Saga until I couldn't take it no more. <laughs> so I dropped out. <laughs> <laughs> There's only so much of a great game you can play. <laughs> and it just yeah. consumed me. Yeah. And and then, yeah, and, and from that, um, I sort of got the Meeples gig. Um, and I just, yeah, I've just been really lucky because, you know, I'm friendly with um, people like um, the Two Fat Lardies, Rich Clark, Nick, Nick Skinner and, and Sylvia Arnwood. I'm, you know, friendly with them. I've been up and mm. played with them. I'm friendly with Henry Hyde, who's just a wonderful character and a wonderful mm. influence on, on gaming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and obviously the Good and Beast guys, um, Alex, um, yeah, and and so and, and other people like Sam Mustafa as well. I've done some playtesting with Sam Mustafa, who's written some historical games. Um, so yeah, I just I've really had a charmed life. But at the base of it, <laughs> he's epic. Aha, <laughs> uh-huh, that's right. That's yeah, exactly. Um, now. Can I ask, how did you first get into Epic? Uh, what was the origin story behind that? Uh, do you want the long version or the short version? <laughs> now, give us a long version. We want to hear everything. Oh, Spill God. the beans. Hang on. <laughs> Quick slooper to you. Yeah. This yeah. is normally where I say um, edit break, and Neil would then have to go off our edit. <laughs> My slooping of tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, now, I'm not going to edit anything, mate. This is all raw, raw material here. Oh. So I don't, I'm not like not not as professional as Neil. I'm afraid it's just you know, you get you know, it comes as it is basically. Yeah. Oh, you may regret that. Right. Um. Oh. <laughs> uh, epic. Right, as he long... slurps his coffee. Yeah. Yeah. That. I guess the first thing is that I'm old. I'm I'm, I'm now in my mid fifties, or rapidly approaching my mid fifties. Um, so I started. Oh, that makes me feel young. That's very good. Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no <laughs> yeah. That's what so, I do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so back in the day, like when I was young, uh, and the world was black and white. Um, so early eighties, I was I was a role player. So I was in school, uh, and I was role playing. Um, we were playing these newfangled games like Dungeons and Dragons and RuneQuest and Traveller. And um, I decided, I, I was running a long-running campaign, and I decided that it would be great fun to have some big battles in there. Um, I think it's probably because I was reading Conan novels at the time. And um, so I was sort of looking around a way of incorporating a large battle into a role-playing game. And... Um, there was a shop in Cardiff, um, which I sort of frequented and chatted to the guy and he went, oh, you should try this game. And he handed me um, a little white box which said Warhammer, the mass combat fantasy role-playing. 
which I thought, oh, that'll do. It's mass battle combat mm-hmm. and it's a role playing game. Perfect. Um, so I bought that and I went home and read it and my players read it and we kind of liked it. And then we worked out that we needed about 100 figures to play it. And we had, you know, we, we had about 12 between us, you know, and it got put back in the cupboard <laughs> and, and it stayed there yep. for a very, very long time. And um, then I went to college, learned to become a chef and then sort of moved around for a bit. And then, uh, and then we fast forward um, to about, um, must have been about 1990. Um, Yeah, it was 1990. And I became a chef. I've been working away for five, six years. And I come back home to Cardiff. I'm sorry for saying um all the time. Um, again, Neil would just edit these out. He'd loved it. He'd loved to edit out my um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, None of that. Um, so yeah, I moved back to Cardiff, and I was I'd just been paid, and I was working in this hotel, posh hotel, and in those days you got paid by check, which meant you had to go to a bank and cash it out. So I went to the bank, got some money, and I was walking up the street in Cardiff called St. Mary Street, and I noticed this shop called Games Workshop, which I never knew about, and this big banner in the window which said Warhammer. And I thought, oh, that's the game I used to play back in the day. And I walked in. <laughs> and um, So this was like a, a wet and windy Thursday afternoon. The shop was dead, apart from the manager. Um. And I was sort of looking around at all these lovely figures. And I noticed this game was set up because they had all they had all these little demo games, you know, for each of the big systems. Mm. And on one of them was all of these little mm-hmm. tiny, tiny little figures and little tanks and these big robots. Um, can you guess what it is yet? And um mm-hmm. I just got I was just mesmerized. Absolutely. I've never seen anything like it in my life. Chatting to manager and he sort of um, offered to show me through the game and well short story long half hour later I was walking on the shop with a box of first edition under my arm and some paints and some brushes and this sort of feeling that I didn't know why I had it why I bought it I had no I don't know why I did it but I was yeah. I was captivated, and uh, yeah, so that was first edition. So that was the the epic battles in the age of heresy. Mm-hmm. This this wonderful hobby called three D role play. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember they had that on their boxes too. Yeah, three D role play. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I I do still have a copy of the the first edition Space Marine, which I bought back. Years ago, um, oh. just to get my collection. Um, but after that, uh, I bought the original Deptus Titanicus, which was just going out of print. Mm-hmm. And um, Gareth, who was the, the manager of the shop, who I became quite good friends with, um, mainly because I was one of the only people going in the shop who was about his age. Um, 
we started playing together quite a lot. And then Tetris Titanicus came out and I got that. And then um, a little while afterwards, the new version came out, which was um, the classic second edition Space Marine, where they, they'd moved the thing forward 10,000 years into 41st century. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that just turned the whole thing upside down, you know, because we didn't just have Marines. Because uh, in you know, the first edition, you had tactical Marines, you had Rhinos, and you had Land Raiders and Titans. And now suddenly you had Orcs and Eldar and um, new sprues of figures with Devastators on them and Assault Marines and, and, and just one or two. You never really had enough to put together a Terminator squad unless you bought tons of the things. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah, that basically started me off. I bought, you know, I bought Renegades, um, Arms Imperiums, Orcus Court Warlords, bought all those, started buying, you know, armies. And and throughout the time, you know, it's like 29 years, I they were the only armies that I basically hung on to. So I've still got my original armies from, from back in that day. And and the original boxes of the games, battered and bruised and well used. Um, and that was it. Yeah, I've sort of become a bit of a GW fanboy. Never played, never played Warhammer, which is ironic because that was the only reason I actually walked in the shop, you know, at the time. Um, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and I had a little flirtation with. 40k because I think at that time the mm-hmm. second edition 40k had just come out so it moved on from Rogue Trader I think um, I remember buying sort of metal miniatures for that um, and then there was games like Mighty Empires came out which I loved mm. um, and Man of War um, a few years later Ooh. Which again is another game which I've managed to hold on to all over these years. Um, I, I, I think Man of War is my favourite naval game ever. I just love it. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it sort of went in from there, and then, you know, as I'm, I'm, I'm sure from speaking to other people from sort of this era, the slow decline started with uh, Titan Legions, um, which just I thought was just mayor um and then of course um, a few years later epic 40,000 came out and that just basically was you know that was the last nail in in the coffin you know because they changed the base sizes and changed the army lists and stuff and and yeah so basically sort of I was playing other games um I still carried on playing some of the GW games, sort of things like Battlefield Gothic. Um, I really liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, that was about it really until probably about 15 years ago when I had this reawakening urge to play Epic. And I found the, the Net Epic uh, project. And I started playing that. And 
I still play. Um, not as much as I want to. Um, it's one of those games that comes out probably once a year, and I, I me and my mates get together and we'll, we'll play a few games. Um, there's, you know, currently, there's so many games out there that we're playing. It's just difficult to sort of try and concentrate on one thing. So it's a, it, it's a much-loved thing, it is Epic, for me. And, you know, yeah, I, I always like to go back and I've, I've still got a box of unpainted stuff, which I'm actually just looking at now because uh, thanks to somebody reawakening the, uh, <laughs> the urge, I'm now currently sat with <laughs> the Titans out of my desk <laughs> and my, my big box right. of stuff is, is out. It's good on your mind. So, yeah, so that, that's, that, that's basically the origin story. Wonderful, Mike. That's great. Yeah, because I have, I didn't really know that because um, I don't think I really got to hear how you got into the into Epic from the podcast from Nipples and Miniatures before. So it was nice just to, yeah, just to you know hear you recall uh, how you first encountered Epic and it sort of just you know became one of your most loved games. So that's great. yeah. I, I still think it is my and my, it's, my it's favorite to, game. Yeah. You know, it is, and a lot of it is probably rose tinted glasses. Um. But yeah, there is something very special about Epic, and I think people who play Epic will will, will sort of realise that. You know, it was a time, you know, it was a time that orcs were funny, <laughs> you know, and when you, when you play orcs in, in the realisation that they're going to end up blowing each other up, fighting amongst themselves, you know, whilst the onlook, whilst the other army just sort of looks on and <laughs> sort of wonders what's going on, um, chaos. Yeah, it's in- no, that's, that's a really interesting point, actually, Mike. Because I, um, I've never when I when I played Epic was when I was about seventeen, eighteen, with a, a a friend of mine who was a bit older than me, and he used to play orcs, and he was crazy about them. You know, he had a massive orc army. Uh, by the end of um, of the time we were playing, and I played mainly uh, Blood Angel Marines because that, that was the stuff we got in the box set, the original box set, mm-hmm. in second edition. And I, I I painted them red, and I, I used to make them world eater marines for my chaos army as well. So I used to have them, uh, to play in both both armies, and I started with a chaos army. And when when I when I um, when I think back at it now, and I, I recently bought the Warlords box set, and I went through all the rules for the orcs and read how many special rules they got. So many special yeah. rules, you know, which was fantastic. It gave so much flavor and, and so much uh, identity to the culture yeah. of the orcs. But then recently I've sort of got the, the 40K second edition itch and I wanted to look at the, um, the, uh, the codex for second edition orcs. And unfortunately, they've removed all yeah. of that out of it. They're just orcs are orcs. There's nothing special about them. It's just like, well, if you're a goth or you're a bad moon, it no. doesn't make any difference. And I thought, well, that's a real, that's a real shame. So yeah. I think, yeah, I think second edition was kind of like the – it sort of had – it it came it, it kind of contained a lot of the uh, old like the old hammer rogue trader elements yes. to it. Which yeah, I definitely. Liked. It was yeah, it, it was very flavoursome, and, and each of the armies all played completely differently. Uh, and again, that's something I really liked, mm. and I, I, I still do like sort of going back that you know a a marine force will play completely differently to an Eldar force. It's not just a case that they just be reskinned with slightly different stats. They, you know, they fundamentally play differently. Yeah. 
which uh, just gives me an excuse to go back and start collecting armies again. Which is probably not a good idea because I got most of them. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You sent me some photos, and yeah, you got an amazing collection. I'll have to make a little video for everybody to see that because yeah, you've got a really huge orc army. I'm very envious of how many um, spleen rippers and all kinds of different uh, all the all the metal variant of vehicles you have there in the detachments and um, all the gargants you got. So, yeah, massive. And I'd love to see your Chaos army too because you got me really thinking about Chaos this week um, when you said you've got a whole Chaos army stuck away in some boxes. And I thought, oh, yeah, I've got – I'd love to play Chaos again. Um, yeah, I, I would. I It was quite odd because um, when I said I, I kept hold of all my armies, I, I lost two. I, I, I lost Eldar and I lost Chaos. Mm. Um but I, I managed to keep you know, my, my my biggest army was Dark Angels. Um, yeah. I went a bit mad on Dark Angels and Imperial Guard. Um, so my my two biggies, and I managed to hold on to my squats. But my apart from my Gargans, I, I no no I kept all of my Orcs. Um, that's why I, I lost all my Eldar, and I lost all the Chaos stuff I had. So, over the last sort of few years, I've mm. I've gone back to sort of looking around for figures just to just to rebuild them, and I picked up um, the base of an Eldo army about two three years ago, which I sort of uh, you know um, repainted and tarted up and added to, you know, because you can never have enough. Um, mm -hmm. So I did them, and then um, last year, I think it was, early part of last year, I picked up a Chaos Army, which was in a real state, and it, it still is. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm going to dig that out, and I'm going to just tart it up. Um, I've got, again, in my in my box of unpainted stuff, which I, I must send you a photograph of. Um it is like my Aladdin's cave yeah. of epic <laughs> stuff. Um, I've, 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 yeah. <laughs> I've got a load of chaos yeah. in there. Um, and there's, uh, yeah, there's lots of them. I've got Tau in there as well, Forge World Tau. Um, and there, just piles and piles of extra stuff, um, which I actually got from an old, uh, from a friend of mine who I, I game with. He turned around to me and he went, oh, oh yeah. I found some epic yeah. stuff. Do you want it? I went, yeah. And he handed me this great, yeah, of course yeah. I got <laughs> me this box, which is it's um, you're based in Tokyo, aren't you? So, do you know what A4 is? The A4 size, yeah, cool. It's yeah. imagine an A4 size box that's about four inches deep, so quite a sizable box. He basically Whoa. passed me this thing, and when I, yeah, when he handed it to me, I thought, this is quite heavy, this has got some metal in it. And I opened it up, and it was pretty much full of metal. And I was just like, I can't take this off you. I need to give you some money for wow. this. Said, no, 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 you have it, because it's been stuck in my desk for 20 years. Uh, so we argued for a bit, and then I took it anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and there's all this wonderful stuff in there. He's got loads yeah. of Forge World stuff in there, and you know, the Grey Knights are there, and loads of Tau, which is one of the armies I never mm. did back in the day. Um, and loads of other stuff, so I'm I'm gonna try and get through there 
or at least skim off because then I added all of my stuff which I had unpainted and the box hardly closes now mm-hmm. which is hideous so uh, <laughs> but yeah it, it's still it, it, that itch is still there that itch to do armies you know even after all this time I still have it finish off my have you actually finished an army though like you, 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 you never Dark finish Angel an army finished? Mate. Anybody who says they finish an army is a liar. <laughs> There's always another unit you can get for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's true. Yeah, my, my Dark Angels. I mean, I've got more than I'll, I'll ever need to play, but that's not the point. Um, because hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I, I haven't quite got the full chapter. <laughs> you know, I, I yeah. Sure. Okay. Okay. So I thought, yeah, because I thought you said well, you had a full I, chapter, yeah? I got it out and when I took the photographs and I worked out I'm, I'm missing 12 stands of one of the tactical companies. Ah, yeah. that's what you said. Right. So, uh, uh-huh. yeah, I'm, I'm going to do those. And I, I could probably do with some more scouts, but I'd like to change the scouts to the the uh, the later pattern ones. The uh, You know, because the ones I, I've used were old um, Imperial Guard figures. Because that's all you had back in nineteen ninety. Okay. Did they actually? Did they actually make? Sorry. Did they actually make scout miniatures? They at all? did. Um, so when Epic forty, like um, yeah, scouts? when Epic forty K yeah. came out, and then Epic Armageddon, they redid mm. a load of the of the molds, and they well they they released metal versions of um, Space Marine scouts, which are basically the same as the the. Mm. Figures, but miniaturized. Um, and there was a little, there's a bit of scope creep as well between the sort of um, the metal figures that came out later for for Epic Armageddon and the and the early one. But the miniatures are so much nicer. You know, they retooled all the miniatures and they're gorgeous. Um, so I, yeah, I I'll probably go back. I'll, I'll finish the tactical marines using the, the, the classic first ones but i like to do some scouts using the the, the sort of metal ones and I, I think i've got a few in my box so that'll do there's always stuff out there like i say if I, I want to do the chaos one um i'd really like to do a mechanicus army um just be but like these these armies are like from net epic aren't they that's these, epic these as, as I'm, I'm not sort of really thin- yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Net Epic is another um, dark rabbit hole you you can peek into, but uh, I have to warn you, it might cost you money. Um, so yeah, Net is they they did carry on <laughs> yeah. with the army lists. So you know, you got Tau, you got um, there's Necrons in there, Slam, um, you know, and and all the extra stuff that you know didn't get included in, in the original game. Um, and, then, and then again, you have to, there's Net Epic Armageddon as well, which again has similar army lists. So it's if you know if you've got a, an itch to scratch and you want to do something that's not from the classic period, you know there's figures out there and there's rules out there for you to use. So it's worth it's worth just peeking in, into that rabbit hole, Josh. <laughs> and that comes with a full. Yeah, because I've never, I've never played. I, I, I really like it. Yeah. 
No, I was just saying, I, I, I really like that. Yeah, uh, I think about I know it, we need yeah. a chat to Gordon. Um, hi, Gordon. Um, he's a he's a great bloke, Gordon. He really is a nice bloke. Hi, Gordon. Yeah. Um, he was sort of talking about it, and I know you you were saying that you and your uh, your gaming partner, you want something that comes out, comes in the box, and you just want to get it on and play it, which I really understand. Yeah. But it, it's it's worth having a look at Net Epic and just looking at the turn sequence. Because you can you can pretty much just take the ter- turn sequence from the, from that epic and play it with, using all the rest of the stuff you got in in Space Marine, um, and that's really, I mean, I, I I'd suggest doing that because the the way the turn works is completely different, and it gives you a completely different feel to the game. It's still lethal, and everything gets blown up on the first turn, but you know you, you could. It just it's just slightly different. Yeah, it's like any anything anything in your army, don't get too attached to it because it could be just blown off the table and the first turn, the first dice roll, you know, it doesn't matter how how, how strong or hard you think it's gonna be. Yeah, that's that's one of the wonderful things about Epic in this in a sense. It's just like anything is vulnerable. Yeah, anything is vulnerable. It's, it's why I, I hardly ever used um Titans. Which is why, I mean, if, if you look at my photographs, mm. you know, I have very few Titans because I never used them. The only ones I ever used was Warhounds. Yeah. Um, and I tried to use them as just anti-infantry. Because um, I just found whenever you put a Titan on the table, okay. yeah. it just become a magnet for everyone to fire with it. And it just went poof. And it's, it was a lot of victory points to lose. You know, so I, I sort of kept away yeah. from them. Hello, uh, now I'm Titan two lords back on my desk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I found them too. In uh, recent games, my Gargants would just, you know, I've never played Orcs until now, like in the last three games. But yeah, the Gargants can really sustain a lot of a lot of punishment and they can just, like you say, that they become this like this fire magnet. So everyone's like shooting at that. All the big stuff is shooting at it. And then the infantry has got mm. more chance of getting up and getting the hand in combat without having to worry about all the, the land trains from in, for this instance when we're playing squats and that kind of thing. So, yeah, it is good in that sense. They are nice magnets for um, for uh, for the big stuff on the on your opponent's side to uh, to keep them preoccupied with while your your smaller stuff and your vehicles get into uh, cover yeah. position and that kind of stuff. What do you but, do when yeah, it hurts? Um, once they go down, oh, yeah. it's like a big yeah, point it, sink. It, yeah. it can end the game pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and usually with all gargants, they'll just yeah. blow up and take out anything that happens to be hanging around nearby them. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. All the debris and yeah, the explosions are so big that they yeah they take out stuff around them, and they need to be around stuff too because most of them have some yeah. kind of leadership <laughs> bonus where they you know things within certain radius don't take more. Yeah, that's the that uh, the the juxtaposition mm. of it. Yeah, you need to give everything really close. Yeah, <laughs> where it goes, it's gonna go, and there'll be a large hole where your army used to be. Yeah, yeah. And usually, at that point, my my imperial guard would be looking over barricades, going, "What do we do now?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so what's your favorite army to use but, then? Um, yeah, but there's, but... you know, when you're playing. Um, good question. I think. Um, well, when I was playing 
um, during second edition, I usually always took chaos. And I, I think the main reason why was because, it, you know, compared to Marines, it had a lot more variation in units. It had a lot more exciting stuff you could take. You could take like Minotaurs, Trolls, um, you know, the, uh, the Beast of Nurgle or whatever they're called. Lots of demons, lots of, it was, you know, they're all themed yeah. to a certain god. Um, and they had all those wonderful little cards. And I love, I love having cards in games. I, I just generally like, I, I'm just attracted to, to games that have cards that can mm. alter the, the battle uh, during it. So um, the gift system was really cool. And um, so I think, I think Chaos Marines, yeah, were my favorite. Um, How about yourself, Matt? I think it was a toss-up between Imperial Guard and Squats. Um, Imperial Guard, I think, always gave mm. uh, sort of two um, sort of multi-level gaming, you know, because they had a lot of artillery, a lot of good infantry, and a lot of sort of flyers. So you could do you know, sort of uh, combined art, um, ops, shall we say. Um, the squats were great for them because they had loads of bikes. Mm-hmm. And their their titans weren't yeah. so titany as big titans, you know. You had these, you know, the, the lovely big, you know, the land ships were great fun, and the cyclopses and leviathans and all them. Um, so yeah, I think those are my two main ones. Um, orcs, I, I enjoy playing because they're fun. Eldar, I never really, I never got the hang of Eldar. Which is, which is why I went and bought another army, which I still haven't played with yet. Mm. Um, but it looks nice in the box. Uh, so <laughs> I want to play with those. But yeah, I mean, the only one I didn't get along yeah. with was, was Tyranids. Um, ah, yeah, I've never, never played, I played with them once. I've never and I just found they were just, you know, it, 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 there was no tactics to them. You know, they just basically just charged. And use tried to use numbers to, you know, to, uh, you know, yeah, to overwhelm. Um, so actually, that, that's the only army I've ever really sold was my my Tyranid army, um, because I didn't like it. It was fun to paint. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 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 very. But yeah, I never really got into it, and that was that was the latter one as well. So I never really played with them early on because when. When the two in a box set came out, I think I was just sort of finishing up with Epic. So I, I think that was the last box set they came out with. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I think and that was probably yeah, just before Epic Forty K came out. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and also painting, coming to like painting and that kind of thing. What What do you enjoy painting? Oh, those, which faction? Oh, um. I paint a lot of stuff. <laughs> I got a lot of games. Recently, <laughs> I've been uh, yeah. looking at. I bought the new Adeptus Titanicus when I came out um, a couple of years ago, and I love oh, yeah. painting those yep. Titans um, because they they literally are what I always imagined what Titans should be. You know, and and yeah. from there I. I sort of went down the idea of wouldn't it be fun to do something in the Horus Heresy? And 
uh, I found out that, uh, in fact, I think it was Gordon who told me that um, Peter Ramos, who is the sort of guy behind NetEpic, uh, was working on a, a new game called yeah. Imperialis Dominus or something like that. Um, yeah, I heard you. Which yeah, I um, was based, yeah. uh, it's a D10 system and it's based in, in the Horus Heresy. So I thought, right, that'll do. I'm, I'm going to do, I'm going to do a bit of Horus Heresy. And yeah. um, I bought a load of figures from this company called Vanguard, um, which do very, very nice. Um, should we say they're, they're science fiction, six mil science fiction models, <laughs> yeah. which make extra. Yeah, now the, the detail yeah. on them are incredible. So I decided I'd do the Siege of Prospero, which was one of the big battles in the early part of the Horus Heresy. Um, and this is just because when I started doing the new new Titans, I was looking around for, for Loyalist legions to use um, in my usual, you know, highly technical way of uh, researching this stuff of choosing the ones that got pretty colors on them and there was this legion uh, which is purple and white and I thought oh that look nice I'll use them um, and then um, I started thinking well what, what can I use them? and I found out they only really um, took part in the in a few battles one of them was the siege of Prospero when they fought on the um, on the thousand of sun side because they're slightly chaotic-ish, you know. Mm. Well, okay, that's interesting. Okay. So I could yeah. do Siege of Prospero. Yeah. So if I do Siege of Prospero, I need some space walls. And I did some research, and I found out that um, the Sons of Horus also fought in that battle when Horus was, hadn't quite turned over. Yeah. And um, the Titan Legion that he brought with him was the ones that... Um, I can't remember the name... Um, it's the classic sort of red and black one, um, which I can't remember, so I have to apologise. Yeah. Um, so I, I basically yeah. worked, started working on this big, massive, great battle using Vanguard miniatures and the new Death of Titanicus, where the Loyalist Titans are fighting on the Chaos side and the Chaos Titans are fighting on the Loyalist side. And the Space Wolves and the Sons of Horus and the Sisters of Silence. And there's all this stuff going on. Um, and it's just a mad project, but I'm loving it. <laughs> really. In... And it's given me a chance to sort yeah, of play awesome. around with some new paints yeah. as well. So I've been playing around with using contrast paints on them. Um, yeah. you know, so I've been doing the, the Thousand Suns basically from a, a, a gold base. And then painting over with a, a deep red contrast paint, which looks amazing. looks absolutely amazing. Right. Um, and takes seconds, and people think you're really clever because you've got this goldy, reddy colour coming through. Um, so, yeah, that's what I've been really yeah. enjoying, yeah. painting at the moment. I've, I've got another mad idea as well, which is sort right. of circulating, which is... Um, I've had... One of the games I, I really like, it, it's a historical game called Rommel, which was written by Sam Mustafa. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was involved in the playtesting of it. And it, it's a very high level 
game where basically it's, it's played on a grid. And each square in the grid represents um, a kilometer squared. And you can have three units in each square, which represents a sort of um, 250 men. So it's like a supported platoon. And I've been doing this for sort of World War II. And I sort of thought, wouldn't it be fun to do that, but use some of the guard do? Because they do very nice. Um, they're, they're most definitely not orcs. They're called skinners. And and very nice ones, which are definitely not space marines or Imperial guard. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've got this idea sort of sat in my head that I do uh, take set and version of it using these big bases. So the bases are, are 70 by 50 bases. Big square rectangle, you know, big rectangles. And I thought with female um, most definitely not um, epic figures on them. That would look pretty good. So yeah. So that's sort of um, in the back of my head at the moment. Obviously, once I finish um, my chaos, my chaos army, and then get back to my uh, my high elves, empire, and dark elf armies for for Warhammer. Yeah, you, I saw you tweeting that on Twitter. You, you're getting back into Warhammer. Yeah, too. getting in finally. Get, getting into all this time, I'm yeah. getting into Warhammer. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, me and a yeah. couple of mates, we play with, well, we used to play with before the dark times came and we weren't allowed to leave our houses. Um, we, we've always been looking around for a decent sort of fantasy yeah. game to play. And, and then Matt, Matt Slade, who runs Glenbrook Games, turned went, well, why don't we just play Warhammer? Because if you play it with people who aren't sort of oh. into mini-maxing and are stupid, it's actually a good game. So, yeah. Hmm. Um, at which point, another mate of mine who used to run a shop piped up and went, oh, I've got some armies in my garage if you want them. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you find these people? <laughs> I knew these uh, people trust, in my life, I think. Trust yeah. me, you don't want... People have garages you do not or want stores a dick in or boxes or whatever. Because he, he, he is a unscrupulous pusher of lead. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What a lovely bloke. Yeah, I'm also yeah, living in the wrong country. Yeah. I mean, I came away I'm... with this huge great box stuffed yeah. full yeah. of well, two armies in it. And then I've, I've recently just bought a Dark Angel arm, a dark, a dark Elf army off. Another one of my friends who's getting rid of his. You know, because I need a third army for a game I haven't played yet. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh, lovely, man. That's good. Uh, now, talk about painting too, because you you mentioned painting with contrast paints, and I and I, when I saw contra contrast paints and heard about them, I thought actually they would be perfect for epic, um, because you know you're generally using you know well using generally using mm. a white primer for them anyway, and because they're so small, um, and you're not sort of worried about too many details, and they're they're not all that overly detailed anyway, you know a couple couple or two or three base colors and you're set so. Um, 
So you found contrast paints to work really well uh, across um, various different epic miniatures. Yeah, I mean, definitely for the the Thousand Suns and the Chaos stuff. Um, contrast are, are quite interesting yeah. paints. They're they're a good tool to have in your in your in your arsenal, should we say? Uh, but don't think they're going to fix everything. They they so. No, um, no, I, don't think I picked so. up the um, um, game that came out recently, and I painted all my orcs mm-hmm. using contrasts, and they they worked a treat. They were just fantastic because mm. it, it just worked. Whereas my imperial stuff, I painted, you know, the the classical fashion way. Um, so I think it's they they're useful, but don't think they're going to fix everything. So if you know if you're doing Blood Angels, then yeah, mm. perfect for yeah. I think for a sort of epic marine um, army where you, you you've literally got one color, and then you just dot on detail, perfect for that. Um, yeah. For all vehicles, yeah, I think that's worth going because what I very good over different base coats. Um. And I use them quite a lot over over metallic base mm. coats, like silvers and golds and things. And that works really well. There's some colors that are better than others. I mean, there's a few colors which are just awful. Uh, but they're, they're definitely worth trying. Yeah. So, I mean, if if you're... Cause sure, you say okay. you're going to be working on your, your yeah. work army. I, yeah, I probably wouldn't use them for mm. the boys. Because... Um, um, the 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 paints are, mm. I mean they're 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 thinner and they're high pigmented. Uh, but for vehicles, I think they'd be really good. I think what I probably do for vehicles is, in fact, I'm going to mm. try it because I've got some more trucks up on my, my 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 shelf of shame of things I haven't finished painting yet from back in the day. Um, I was looking at all. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I've I've undercoated them black. I'm always thinking of just going through and painting yeah. some of the panels in a white, and then using a contrast over them because you still get the black coming through. Uh-huh. And I think that'll just add to the sort of ramshackle yeah. look of the orc, um, the orc stuff. But yeah, definitely definitely worth trying out. I, I'd probably yeah. do some... Yeah, see how you go, mate, and post it up yeah. on Twitter. I mean, yeah. what I'd probably do, if, if you're going to do Orc stuff using contrast, have a look um, on YouTube for tutorials mm. on painting New York planes from Imperial, um, Aeronautic Imperialis. Because that'll probably give you some ideas. Ah, okay. Of how you can use it. So, yeah, definitely worth a, worth a try. Yeah. No, it's it's a good it's a good like for people who have never tried Epic and they're thinking about maybe, you know, uh, trying it out and you know buying an army and that kind of thing and getting into it. It's one one really positive thing about Epic is that you could essentially paint a three thousand point army in a weekend yeah. if you really wanted to. Like it's it's not unachievable. Um, the the scale is it's beneficial in that in that sense where you can cut you can like my Blood Angels. I just got you know when I was when I was about 17, I just got a can of red spray and I just spread, like I obviously primed it white, but I'd spray them all red 
Um, and then I just went in and just did some, uh, put some black paint on the bolters and did them in chainmail silver. I mean, you mm. didn't have, really have to do that anyway, but, you know, Epic is very, uh, you know, very generous in that sense that you can get away with a lot of stuff and that you'll never see it on the table. You can just clearly identify, okay, they're my Marines and they're my tactical squad. You know, this my tactical squad, Devastator squad. They've got some kind mm. of uh, shoulder pad marking on them or something like that. Um, but, you know, I think for painting, it's really, yeah, really I mean, accessible. especially Marine armies. I mean, I... Uh, when I did the the space walls, which I mm. painted in a sort of traditional way, um, you know, black undercoat, um, I've got some big dry brush brushes, if that's a word, uh, which are sort of big, flat, centimetre long bristles, centimetre wide. And I just paint everything using those because, you know, basically I, I stuck them on lolly sticks, yeah. um, spade them black, and then just got a dark grey and just did massive grey dry brush over the whole lot with dark grey. And then got a lighter grey and just give a, a fine dry brush over the top. And that's then pretty much done. And as you say, you just then all you got to do, touch up the where the bolters are, paint something on the... Um, I always paint the, the shoulder pads so I, I, I know which units go together. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's, that's the fiddly part done. And, and you use the same techniques for doing tanks. You know, dry, dry brush, slap on a wash. Maybe give another dry push at the end, and you know paint the tracks and some details, and, and you're done. So, yeah, for getting into the game, space rooms are always the best ones to go for because they're quick and easy to paint, and you know they're they're a good army. Um, but you can go really. I mean, I've, I've got a friend in Portugal, Nuno, um, and he he's painting. Um, uh, what's the name of the um, uh, the Space Marine chapter, this yellow. I can never remember what they're called. Yeah, he's painting them. Oh, and he's just an amazing painter. And he spends hours and hours painting these figures, oh. and they're just all inspiring. Oh. Um, and I really wish I had that, you know, that that, that skill. Well, probably not skill. I, 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 yeah. Oh, you know, is that, is that uh, No, he's, uh, he's told you no... Know, um, I have to find out uh, what his handle is on Twitter. He, he comes on our we we have a weekly painting chat session okay. over here in the UK on on a Saturday, and he usually pops onto that. Um, I'll dig out oh. his Twitter handle because I always keep forgetting it. So you know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't seen those. I yet, shall so I, I shall dig him out, out yeah, cool. and uh, I'll find out. His handle is, and I'll send it over to you. Oh, yeah, he's a, he's cool, a... thank you. Okay. Yeah, I'm always always into um, looking at people's armies yeah. and inspiring. Stuff. I mean, there's some great it's people awesome. out there who was, who was still painted epic. It's all these years. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yes, it yeah, is. so it's very forgiving. That's the word I was looking for. Epic's very forgiving. So if you're not the, if you haven't got the best eyesight or you're not the greatest painter, I think Epic is a really good scale and a good game to get into for. Yeah, it is. Uh, that that part of the hobby anyway. And again, it's um, um, you. You got to remember, you you can be looking at these figures from three foot away. So you know, as long as you know what they are, 
Mm. It's great putting all that detail on there, and you know you can really go to town yeah. on some stuff. But you, if you just want to get something quick and dirty out there, it's a way to do it. And there's so many companies out there now making very nice figures that are suitable yeah. for Epic. If 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 you can't give a hold of the originals. Yeah, and uh, for people who are buying them, don't pay too much because I think they're really not that, you know, they, they shouldn't be worth an awful lot of money on eBay, for example. You know, they, they shouldn't be, their value is not that high. Um, and like Mike said, you know, there's heaps of places, there's quite a few companies like Onslaught and um, what's the other miniature company that does a lot of stuff too, that does a lot of stuff in like, They've always like on, got like three D designs up on the on Facebook and that. Um, and the on ones the I know about are Onslaught and Vanguard. Or uh, yeah. What's the other? One? Yeah, yeah, Vanguard. I Vanguard, mean, that's I've the one. Got Vanguard, stuff from both those yeah. companies, and they they're top notch. They really are worth worth looking at. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So there's good good alternatives out there, but um. If you want, if you want the the metal models, like the metal uh, vehicles and that kind yeah. of thing, then yeah, you have to and get the original stuff. You can get a lot of the stuff pretty reasonable. But, um, um, actually, I've just gone back and checked my Twitter feed, and uh, um, yeah. Nino, you know, uh, is actually Rastaman on Twitter, Rastaman two thousand and nine. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Brian. I'll have to go and check it out later. They on. can't post stuff in here. I was. I can post in. I will send you a link later. Okay, sir. Thank you. Yeah, because it's good. Because you know we've got our own little you know community on Facebook that has like a uh, you know like a middle hammer epic. It's mm. basically encompasses all the different versions and all the different editions and. Yeah, it's quite active, and a lot of people post up stuff all the time about the battles they're playing or armies they're painting, and it's always encouraging to see those groups uh, keeping these old games alive because, you know, that's what they that's what essentially they need. They need more exposure, um, so people know about them, and they can, yeah. if they're interested, they can go to things like Net, Net Epic and uh, those websites where you know you can download yeah. all the rules yeah, and you can play it for free and that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, they're really the whole community is, is really important for any game because it, it, it really bugs me when people say that games are dead, you know, because the company stopped supporting it. You know, games aren't yeah. dead as long as people start playing them. And yep. it's community spirit. And that's it. The thing, but when I did the epic show on, on Meeples, that was one of the things I wanted to do. And I, I didn't quite get that, mm. that show right. Which is um, um, it's annoying a bit because I would like to have gone back and actually um, address that. And I, I think I actually owe um, the Epic Armageddon and the Epic 40k communities who are still out there a massive apology because it it turned into a bit of a love fest for Second Edition and and for Net Epic. Um, and hmm. I didn't give the time to those other games uh, that I probably should have done. Um, because, I mean, I, I, I went back when I uh, when we were working on that show. I went back and I, I played all the editions 
just to sort of remind myself how they play. I mean, they've just solo game in there. But Epic 40K is a great little game. The way the suppression works is much faster than, than Space Marine, you know. Mm. And Epic Armageddon is moved on from that as well. And again, it's yeah. a brilliant game. And it's, 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 I, I, I think that Epic Armageddon is probably the most important of all the Epic games. And even though I never played it, it's the one that's still doing tournaments now. And it's the mm. one that's still got the activity around it. Who are playing a lot of games. And it's, I think it's because it's sort of smaller than what we were doing. It's, um, you know, with, with Space Marine. Because you know, your armies tend to be that much smaller. Um, it means it, it becomes a lot more easy for people to get into. And it plays a lot quicker. You know, you, which is why you have tournaments seen for it. Because you can play a game in that epic in one and a half hours. Um, yeah, so I, I always sort of mm-hmm. feel that I sort of missed an opportunity there. So uh, hopefully I can I, I can apologize and say sorry, chaps. Um, oh, mate, don't worry about it. It's okay. Like, I've never played those games. Like, I, I have no idea what they're like or never experienced. I'm sort of coming in from you know, like a 25 hiatus, mm. 25 year hiatus uh, playing Epic and having really fond memories of it and it being my most favorite game ever. Uh, so coming back into it over the last probably year and a half and playing it, thinking I was looking at through, you know, the, the, um, the mm. rose tinted glasses, but in fact it wasn't, it, it's still a fantastic game. I suppose the other editions that came out last, after like 40K and um, all the other iterations of Epic are just like just different versions of games, completely different. And, you know, I can understand why the, the Epic community uh, during that time were really disappointed with uh, Epic 40K because it wasn't what they had imagined or it wasn't mm. the 1.5 or 2, two point version they were looking for. Um, you know, so people got discontented, and they just, you know, they just went on and did their own thing with NetEpic. But yeah, yeah, you know, yeah they are still um, very good games. They do give in their a different feel, which is, you know, again, I think this is what Gordon sort of said when he was on. You know, mm. It's great that you can use the same figures and play different games and get a different style of game. It's not just a yeah. reskinning; it's a completely different feel That's of a game. And that's always good because, you know, getting an army together is always part of any game. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely recommend anybody who's got an epic army or two epic armies, preferably, try out the different systems. They've all got their pros and cons. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that's that's a good point. And there's there's also other systems because you know I listened to your podcast for a long time, you and Neil's podcast, and you know you would often bring up some other kind of uh, you know sort of proxy system, if you like, for Epic, where someone had developed a rule set which basically had uh, lists for uh, like with generic names, but they basically matched the forces and lists in uh, Epic Space Marine that people yeah. could use their collection of models in in different systems. So, uh, there's Future Wars it, Commander. Is it Commander, 1990 Commander, I can't remember uh, what it's Which called. I did. Um, there's uh, a game That's called it. Polyversal. That's the one. 
which is um, due out soon. Um, ah, yes, Ken's game, yeah. Yeah, they did a Kickstarter, and it's, uh, they're just finishing up now. Oh, it's still coming out, so yeah. I've, I've oh, got all the miniatures for that. And, and that's a nice system because it allows you to use that's figures cool. from different manufacturers um, in, in one game. It's just a generic sci-fi game. But yeah. you can quite quickly stat up. Uh, you know, I, 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 yeah. I did it on, on my blog years ago when I started cause I was doing some of the playtesting for it. And I basically just went, okay, can I put together um, a polyversal army using my um, my epic stuff? And it was really easy. You just went, okay, so this is, this is my unit. This is the stats for it. Bang, I can oh. play it. You know, it's... I I think a lot of it is they, they, there's always rules set out that you can use many figures because his man once said it's just you know it's just a token. But I think if you want to play in the sort of forty k universe, you need to take that yeah. universe in and encapsulate that into your your games. And sometimes that's the trick, and I think it's something that um, Epic did very well. Um, and obviously, 40k does. Um, and there's so much stuff out there for the universe, so much fluff out there that you can really get a good feel. You know, I and I, um, I've been looking at doing role playing um, in the 40k universe. I've done role playing before in that universe. I, I do role play um, in the old world um, for Warhammer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you've got that massive collection of, yeah. um, was it the yeah, Fantasy Flight version of the game? Um, and the, you know, there's new 4th edition out there, which is brilliant. Um, but it's just like universe, and it's, it's fun to actually play games in that universe. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's a sticking point for me, mate, because like when, you, when I when you look at different different uh versions of games or alternative yeah. rule sets or whatever i'm not playing in the, the the universe that i love and i think it's really hard for me to break out of that because you know people say oh yeah you've got to try ninth age um or you got to try kings of war exactly yeah and i'm, I'm kind of the same not, i think not the that's why world. when we were looking at you know looking for a, a fantasy yeah. game it was a case of well you know this this is what we want you know we want to have the different sort of tropes in there and stuff we don't want to be vanilla we want to do this and, we, and they all came back to what we wanted was the old world you know because the old world is so rich um yeah they were just like well what's the point what's the point of using like the nine fate which hey, again nine fate is a nice set of rules um what they've done with the Warhammer Army project is really interesting as well, with being that up to a sort of um, an eighth edition. That's quite interesting. But, you know, for, for all the... Oh, the Warhammer Army. Okay, I've not heard of that. Is that Are that you sure like you want to peek into this rabbit yeah, hole? Sorry, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I don't, because I'm playing, I'm, playing, I'm playing all the old edition mates. It doesn't really work. I shall tell you about I just wasn't, I'm just curious. I, was, <laughs> I, I just haven't heard about you. that. That's <laughs> So Warhammer Army Project is <laughs> uh, they, they they essentially when um, Eighth Edition um, finished you know, and they went into uh, um, Sigma, um, this project came together to basically carry on 
mm. with with eighth edition, but a similar thing to that topic of keeping the army list up to date with you know with new figures that GW were releasing and expanding out the new world with you know with um, sort of nations that hadn't been been released. So you know things like Nippon and uh, the kingdoms of Inns, uh, Amazons, and oh. things like that. Um, and they did it specifically for 8th edition, and then they carried that on to a, um, to a, a, a 9th edition, where they put in some tweaks and just some, again, similar to what happened with NetEpic, where people sort of went, well, you know, these rules don't really work very well. Can we tweak this? And so they, they basically yeah. wrote a new sort of fan-based version of the game. Which again is really well supported, and if you—I mean, I've looked at it and thought it was great, but then I've got oh. the eighth edition rulebook and the codexes, so we're not going to bother with it. But it's nice to know where people are, are doing this, this stuff. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's a, another goodie to look into. I shall add that yeah, to your list cool. of things. Here we go. It's on Twitter for you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what else do you need to know? Sort of like personal yeah. secretary now, aren't you? <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm. I, I've got to be. I've got to be honest. I'm sort of stuck mm. in the '90s mode. I'm, I'm playing all the '90s games. I'm. I'm sort of. I'm enjoying revisiting all that sort of stuff because I've left it. I've, you know, left it way, way back many, many years ago. And I thought I'd never go back ever to playing, you know, fourth edition fantasy, fifth edition fantasy, but um, and, and Space Marine and. Now I've got Man of War recently, and I've I've never I've only played it once when I was living in England uh, when I was a youngster, and I really enjoyed it, but I never got to play it after that. So, yeah, it's basically it's been a real you know uh, rediscovery period for me, and I'm sort of really loving uh, the nostalgia, and that's why yeah uh, the whole podcast thing happened because I think a lot of other people do enjoy it as well, like the the, the fun of that in their hobby, you know, but they play other, obviously they play modern systems and they play different other games, but yeah, the nostalgia yeah, thing and brings us back. You know, it, it was such I a think, good period for, for Games Workshop. They were really innovative with what they were doing in that period of time. Um, hmm. and it, it kind of reminds me of, it was before the, the, the main games went a bit silly, you know, and it was sort of before the, the period of mini-maxing. It was when the games were still games in their own right and not um, a commercial decision to drive sales up by releasing brand new Uber units that, you know, you know, the, the people ended up having to buy the brand new army to become to be competitive. Which, again, is probably a trope and it's probably... You know, I don't know how much of that is true because I never yeah. really went into the, the tournament scene. Uh, but I have played against players who, yeah. you know, basically do go for that whole, I want to win in turn one. And, that's, you know, that's not what I want to do. I, I want to play a game for three hours and have a laugh. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's nice to go back. And there were some great games out there. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, Gothic was a great yeah. game. I, I love playing. Um. Man of War again is just fantastic. Um, yeah, you you have to get that on the table very soon and play. Uh, but there's also the games yes, like yes, more time and 
those little skirmish games were again really worth looking into. Some are better than others, but it was a you know it was a good period. And it's quite nice to kind I know Gav Gav Thorpe again from the podcast. Um and oh yeah the old days in in, in in the past and stuff. And I know he's got a real love of that sort of period and I've actually promised him a game of Epic. Um once COVID gets lifted and we can travel again. Nice. So um, I have to go to, to Nottingham and, and play a game of Epic with him, which is what I'm really looking cool. forward to because okay. he's such a nice guy. And I, you know, yeah. But yeah, you know, there's a lot of... Yeah, great, yeah. A lot of the people I know sort of came from GW in that time. You know, like Stu from Great Escape Games, Stu and Mark, were, they were, um, they, they were ex-GW people. And... Yeah, it was just a great time for that that whole that yeah. that you know for that company, and I I, I think they're getting it back. You know, it's it's, it's quite interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. it's really interesting following them again. Because um, really? you know, I went for a long period of like, I didn't want anything to do with GW because you know I just yeah. thought they were just ripping off people and stuff. But recently, they've released some. And they're they're talking to the community again. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I know that you're very much focused on on the nineties, but you know, if you ever wanted a little side project, have a look at um, some of the new games they've released. They're pretty good. Um, Adeptus Titanicus is absolutely amazing game. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. That's the, that. That was the only game that I saw pictures of when they had that, uh, you know, Warhammer Day or whatever in, in Nottingham. That I just thought, yeah. wow, that like this is. And this is before I got back into second edition as well. Like I was like, wow, this is cool. Like you know, I really enjoyed Epic back yeah, in the day. And these Titans look amazing. The, the, the terrain looked incredible. Um, but then I looked at the price and I thought, no. <laughs> The price put me off at big time, so yeah, yeah there's no way I could afford, it. and I've got no one to play it with anyway. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it's but worth one day. One day, I hope look, to I mean, they, find they, somebody's got it. it yeah. I mean, it is essentially the first edition. It is Adeptus of Titanicus one, uh, but with much nicer Titans and much nicer production values yeah. and tidier rules. Yeah, and you know, yeah, it's a it's quite a good tactical game. Aeronautica um, Imperialis is one that's worth looking into. Because uh, that came out originally, that was a Forge World game. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember when that came out. I, f- I think it was either very late nineties oh, or early right. early nineties. Okay. Gotcha. Um, That's a long time ago now. Yeah. It must have been Possibly. early two thousand. Must be. I reckon it was like um, mid two thousands or something. I'm sure of it. Yeah. Yeah, it was back when I was in Australia. I reckon it was like early. Let's have a look. Would have been, actual, been um, mid two thousand, I reckon. That one came out. Spin around. Could be wrong. <laughs> though. Yeah. Okay, man. Yeah, because I do remember that having them like showing like uh, tower mm. ships and all this kind of stuff for it, 
and it was their, like their exclusive game that you can only order and buy from the store. Yeah, I, I did um, have. And it was all resin. I still have got my Tower Army and my original uh, Imperial Guard set, but I, I bought the new box set when it came out. Um, let's have a look. Go over to my cupboard and find the rule book, which is hidden away somewhere. Um, <laughs> or I could just um, have a browse on the internet. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, I can, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. I can't find it. Yeah, it it, it, it was a while ago. But, but um, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's a nice little game and worth yeah, worth yeah, trying out. Okay. The, the box bit, set, yeah. uh, original box yeah. set is worth is worth because you get everything in there. You know, it's only a, you get a, a nine planes, which is enough to play a little, mm. you know, to play with, and they're great to paint up. Use them in epic. Yeah. Okay, they're a bit big for epic, but you can use them. Ah, nice. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if um, I know, because my one of the guys I know in Japan here loves all the the new stuff, so. Maybe if he picks it up one day, I'll give it a go. Because he wanted me to try, uh, what was it, mm. Warcry? Because um, that only involves a few miniatures, and I could, I could use my old old hammer minis for it and all that kind of stuff. And, and you know, it wouldn't cost me any money. It's just like just rocking up and playing it. But, uh, yeah, one, yeah, one day I'll try it because uh, I'm not going to knock it until I try it, basically. Um, but, yeah, uh, it'd have to, it would have to be something really amazing that Game Switch would do now. Yeah, that's, that's fair of, enough. I think, you know, I, into the modern GW I, stuff. I don't go mental on them. I, like I said, I, I bought... Yeah. Um, yeah. I bought Imperialis because I wanted the planes. Yeah. Uh, and it's a nice little game, but I you know, I just bought the core game. That's all I bought, uh, which yeah. is unusual for me. Um, <laughs> I have bought quite a few Titans sure. yeah. for... for for adapters, you know, just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just because they're lovely, um, yeah. but they're not quick to paint. There's a lot of detail on them. Yeah, and they're very big. Oh, there's a lot of detail. On them. Yeah. They do. Yeah, no, they look good. Um, yeah, because they're, yeah, they're, they're ten mil or something, pop, aren't they? Pop of six mils. I think they're eight. Uh, yeah, eight or, scale or eight mil? But they they do work okay with oh, the sort of oh, second generation okay. of epic figures. Okay. Yeah, the sort of metal ones which were that little bit bigger. Yeah, they work very well. And I, I, you know, again, you've just got all those rumors then of oh, yeah, GW are going to do epic again, which which they're not. Um, and I don't want them to. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, they wouldn't do it, mate. I don't think so. I don't want them to do it either, to be honest. Um, I mean, you've got Net Epic, you've got Second Edition, you've got all these other versions of Epic, Armageddon, whatever. You know. So you don't really need another. Um, well, maybe maybe we do need a new version of the game. I don't know, but it's going to be if they make it, it's going to be like very maybe competitive minded. I think a lot of their games are sort of yeah. more, and games generally nowadays are more uh, for the for the more competitive tournament scene. Um, so, yeah, I think the community is, you know, taking it under their wing anyway and doing what they do best and, uh, you know, making games or making mm. systems or making, you know, house rules, alterations. Yeah, I, rules, I agree. I mean, I, I, I think you might, um, 
to you might see some ground forces um, for the depth of Titanicus. Um, I, I think that might happen because it. Oh yeah. It's and I I have no insider knowledge. It's just my gut feeling. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this is not, this is on me saying. Oh, I I, I was chatting oh, to Jervis the other day. He told me. No, this is just my sort of feeling that <laughs> they could do that because they've set it in yeah. the in the heresy. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. They can do it with very small amount of production costs, mm. you know, because they just had to do marines and a few vehicles. Um, yeah, and that's it. Whereas I don't think they'll ever go back yeah. into into epic. I don't think they'll. You know, I can't see them going to forty k universe because the amount of things they'd have to release would just be enormous. And I, I don't know if there would be that much... They, they would be diluting their pool of players. Yeah. yeah. You know, what they don't want to do is to stop, is to have people who are currently playing 40k yeah. drop that and start playing a, playing an epic game. They want... You know, which, which would happen. Um... They've got Apocalypse, which allows 40k players to play massive great games. Um, I've actually played Apocalypse using using my Epic stuff, and it works really well. Yeah, it's okay. That's cool because yeah, another guy, the other guy in Japan, told me about that mm. um, two years because I did see the video about it because I know Jervis um, designed it and um, he designed uh, Space yeah. Epic as well. And a lot of that design influence came from uh, Space Marine. So, and I did see that in the video when I watched it. Yeah, and I thought, yeah. okay, well, it's, it's, yeah, it's very, it's, very it's it just looks really weird with forty k miniatures. It looks really strange. Nope. <laughs> and maybe it's just me, but yeah, it does as soon as I saw those movement trays, these movement trays and all that they do an epic into an eight mil. That's it. And and I picked it up, and it's a good little game. Yeah, it was really well <laughs> because it's a lot quicker. <laughs> Um, and yeah. you know, it was another reason to use my epic figures. I mean, I, the thing I like about those games is they've done a lot more on the scenario yeah. design, which was always for me the, the big failing with with Space Marine. You know, you you literally had this one scenario. You know, you line up either side of the table and you charge in, um, mm. which I always changed. Very you know, even back in the day when we were playing, we always played scenarios proper scenarios where, you know, one was attacking, defending, you know, maybe a fighting retreat, all that sort of stuff. Because just the whole, it's just lying up in charge. It was just boring. So the apocalypse stuff, yeah, the apocalypse stuff, and I yep. think... Yeah, totally agree, mate. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure, I can't remember if Epic 40K had something more scenarios in there. For me, that, that made the game much more interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have to. I'll have to try it one day, mate, and, and see how it goes. But yeah. Like, oh yeah. Guess like some, a lot guess of these modern games, I think that, that, I, I just need yeah. to rely on somebody else actually having it because. Um, Man. Exactly. I, I I can't afford them, mate. I can't honestly. Not with games worship prices these days. But yeah. But yeah. But yeah. The epic stuff and did yeah the the sorry the Adeptus Mechanicus did impress me because it was based on the original rules and I thought, oh, that's cool. And I never played the original. So 
it would have been that that would probably be the only only game I'd ever ever not pick up and the imperial uh, imperialist what it was called the um, the the that's it thank you <laughs> aeronautica yeah that that might be interesting as well um, but yeah uh, but yeah with the scenarios I totally understand that that's probably why I love um, the playing Warhammer because yeah. you've got you know endless uh, scenario uh, variations that you could play out. Uh, and one of the, the joys that I'm having now is recreating the white dwarf battles. So uh, even for Epic 2, trying to get the, the, the same models, um, make the same terrain. Oh, yeah, that'd be brilliant. That's, and yeah, fight out the like, Epic I, 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 I think that's why we started chatting, is because that's what you put out. Um, um, yeah. But yeah, that's a brilliant idea. I, I, yeah, I love that idea. I think that probably was, mate. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, I was going to say I, I've still got. I'm sure in my cupboard the yeah, um, that's, that's, yeah. So the book that uh, they released for Epic, which had all of the uh, the White Dwarf articles in there. Um, Space Marine battles. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah, it'd be great. Battles. Yeah, that's it is. Let's take out another read through. Oh God, here we yeah, go again. It's beautiful. <laughs> that's it. That's it. I'm going to stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, mate. I encourage that. Yeah, go, go, get, go and grab it because you can you can play some even mm. if it's not uh, Epic Space Marine, but another version of the game. You can play the scenarios in it um, because they had that. They had the fortification scenarios too, so you could have yeah. You could have like um, uh, you had like a certain points cost for the defender, and he would have to buy all these fortifications. And uh, and I, I just love that photograph where you got that. Um, which one is it? It was like an imperial guard. Uh, it was a massive. Um, was it massive termite or what it was called? I think it's called. Oh, the hellball. It's one of those massive termite type things that dig underground. Yeah. Uh, what is mm. it called again? Just looking through that book. Hellborer. That's it. Yeah. I'm just looking at it now. Um, it's a beautiful picture. I love that picture. It's one of my favourite ones. And it's like digging into the ground. They've got this massive imperial guard army, you know, um, stationed outside of this. Uh, blood oh, angel something, yeah. fortification. Some I don't know why you're attacking the blood angels. Imperial guard, they're... like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but yeah, they're yeah. they're yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the slight slight disagreement there mm. somewhere along the line, but yeah, it looks really like this massive uh, uh, siege battle. So yeah, those kind of things. Yeah, it gives it's very rich with lots of ideas that you can implement into your games. Um, yeah, and look in the journal because the Citadel journals had a lot of stuff, a lot of content in there too. Um, one being a, um, there was one that we had like, there's an epic campaign that you could play. Mm. And I think you got like, and Gordon has his own, his own campaign that you probably heard in the podcast too. But there's one in the journal where they had like, you know, you designed like a 50,000 point army and then you'd have, you know, there's, there's, there's like pages and pages and pages of rules about how you, how you basically did it. But, Basically, you play Epic in the massive mm. games and in the smaller games, like the smaller point games, you play 40K second edition to um, to work out the whoever won that particular scenario or whatever. But I really like that idea. So, yeah, there's lots of – there's it's got lots of scope. So, basically, it's limited to your own imagination, like you say. Like, you know, you can make up your own scenarios with your opponent and um, create terrain uh, for various different things. But, yeah, there's another journal article I found which is really good too. And I think um, – uh, it had a lot of yeah. 
a lot of fortification stuff in it too. Like you had like defenses and different kinds of weapons mm. that you could buy. But like big fortifications, like you can make a massive. Yeah, I, I remember the fortification thing. rules because play big siege I, games. I, so, yeah, there's a lot of stuff out there. I've still got my fortification, which I built in the nineties, in a box, which I use in every play. So I got one of the big. Uh, uh, oh, the rubber's right. a plastic cool. card. Um, yeah. <laughs> with the plastic card bunkers with the with um, a couple of Titan weapons on top of it. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and all of so yeah, they they're great. And again, it just adds to the scenarios. Yeah. It does. It does. Yep. So. Mm. Um, yeah. So. That's my main motivation these days, mate. When playing, is sort of re recreating a lot of the the nostalgia through the White Dwarf articles and you know what we read when we all you know when we were much younger and getting into the hobby. I'm and I'll, I'll, I'll dig it out. I'm, I'm, I'll see if I can find so one of the battles nice. that um that um yeah, Gav Thorpe took part in and basically try to recreate that for him. That could be fun. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a good idea. Yeah. yeah. But they can tell us what they did to yeah, um, actually get it so that the, the brand new army was won. Sure. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I know. Yeah, sneaky buggers. Yeah, most most of those uh, most of the lists were like when we looked at like the um, uh, not yeah. for epic. I, I actually just talking about epic too. I think it must be one of the most balanced games. Like. I might be wrong, but um, I, and I suppose it just depends how much how much how much money you got in your wallet and how many models you can buy and how many you know how many um, uh, you know super heavy vehicles you can pay, you can buy and paint up or whatever. But I think it's it's fairly balanced um, because of the restrictions that you know you can only take one special card and for each you know company and then five yeah, cards upon um, as well. So uh, do you get that impression? People who've gone out and really sort of looked at the point system and looked at sort of glaring mistakes in it. But from an army building point of view, I think it was a, one of the best systems they came out with just because it was always based around the company cards. You know, that was, that was the big thing you had to have. And then you, you basically added your support to that and then your special cards. And you had this very um, modular way of building up your army. So you couldn't just take loads and loads and loads of, you know, um, specialist cards. Yeah. You still had to base everything around these big chunks, which were your, which were your companies. And I, I don't think that's ever been bit bet, uh, bettered. I think it's a, and it's so easy, mm -hmm. you know, because you got your cards. <laughs> you just go, I'll have one of them, I'll have a couple of those, and one of them, bang, bang, out of the points, bang, that's my army. Yep. And again, it's great. It. <laughs> yeah, and it's epic because they always put yeah, the special I that, rules. I thought that element was genius about it. Yeah, um, with, with the cards that they produced, uh, which is a faff having to print and fold them and stick them to you. Know, but, you know. but the cards had all the special rules on the back, so it meant that you wouldn't have to because, you know, especially with things like sort of Eldar and. Right. And, and orcs, you know, there's so many special rules in there. Which you're always going through the the books trying to find what the special rules were, which were cross-referenced off somewhere. But just to have them, you know, have them there in a handy little card holder was a great idea. Mm. 
you know, I actually end up writing them, writing all the details of their yeah. weapons and uh, movement and all that kind of thing on the cards itself in pencil. Um, because yeah, I know it's a pain having to go back and some, some of the rules, yeah. how they were written in the rule book <laughs> that they had the rules in the, in like the fluff text, which is quite bizarre. And then they didn't, they didn't mention it in the actual stat on the stat lines or anything like that. So you had to actually go through and find them all, uh, which is quite funny, but, um, mm. but yeah, but then, that, then were the days and that's how they wrote the rules and, you know, and, uh, maybe, maybe it was quite. Interesting, you know, you had all these little uh, Easter eggs you would find when you start reading the text. Maybe it was done. Yeah, on and there would be one person who knew all the rules, the text, which I never did. In order to get you know, all the rules <laughs> for it, maybe. I was, I'm going to so, Oh, it does that. Yeah, that would be useful. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I wish I knew that about 25 years ago. But yeah, I've, I've we've discovered things too, like playing me and Gordon. Uh, this is another Gordon uh, that we played uh, remotely uh, at home here, and then we we would discover new things after having played something. I thought, oh, that's right, we did this wrong, or I forgot about yeah. this particular rule, or whatever. But I think okay. the thing it is, sort of, with any of the systems, is, is more start the small, you know, and get the yeah. the basic rules and and you know nailed, and then start looking at some of the the more freaky stuff, which is why, again, if you're starting off, yeah. start with Space Marines because they just have so few special rules and they are quite hard to, to kill. Um, they're, a great, uh, they're a good one to start and just to learn the basic mechanics. Mm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah, any, any particular model that is your favourite from the probably Olympics, the Hellboy? Uh, I thought that was a stunning model. Um, yeah, I've, I've got one, and I've got another tunnel which I want to yeah. turn into a squat yeah, one. It's a gorgeous model, isn't it? But yeah, that was just—it was so impressive. Cool. Yep. Well, I, I think I. Yeah, it's it's yeah yeah I really like that model actually, and the way they painted yeah. the studio colors is really yeah nice. I like those on, on the, on the yeah they all got their own appeal. Um, and again, each, each one of them I, I find I, I paint differently. I use different yeah um, different styles of paint on on each army just to give each one a, you know its own flavor. You know the the orcs are always. You know, when I pick the vehicles, they're always rough and ragged and, you know, lots of rust on them. Whereas mm. the Eldar are lots of glazes and, you know, lots of uh, varnish just to make it pop and gems and stuff. And so we, yeah, it means you can sort of learn your painting skills as well. Or you can, you yep. can in, in, enhance your painting skills, shall we say, by trying new things. And it's been quite nice going back, you know, when I did that Eldar army a couple of years ago. I went back and painted up yeah. some of the Titans and magnetized everything hmm. because I'm, yeah, I don't know why I did it. It was a ridiculous idea. Uh, but Oh, nice. <laughs> it's one of the things you do, but it was nice to go back and actually paint, <laughs> paint that from scratch. Yeah. You know, it's, and again, you know, I'm, I'm doing these, these, um, these Titans now. And first time I painted the Titans in, 
25 years. You know, and it's nice to sort of see what I've learned when it comes to painting. Yep. But there's always this... Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I'm sorry. Um, I'm not sure. I might do. You put some banners on um, them too? Yeah, so I'll see what transfers yeah. I can find because I'm, I'm rubbish at how, but free, freehand painting. Um, <laughs> when I was taking those photographs, I'm, I was looking at those banners I did for... Uh, for um, uh, what's this? The, the Commissar Yarrick and uh, what are that? And those good... Yeah, Gaskell, yeah. And, um, oh, yeah, the, the Space Gaskell. Wolf um, heroes, Ragnar, whatever his name was. I did all I did all those conversions, which again, we were in a white dwarf. You know, and just like, I'd never do that ah, now. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I had to go out somewhere and find find a company who could do colour printing for me, just so I could get this page of printing <laughs> stuff done. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I, I recently did that for my Gaskell, and it doesn't look very nice, actually. The, the printer at work it just makes them look awful, like very dull and washed out. So, yeah, I need it. I don't know how the guys in the studio did it because they must have had like a really high-end printer to um, to reduce those 40K ones down to make them for the Epic, mm. uh, epic models. But, yeah, they've got some really beautiful-looking... Mm. Um, banners and you know that's that's one of the good good things about Epic yeah. that really needs it. Yeah, I, I I always look at my old really ones. make the armies look really stand my, out. My, my sort of three classic yeah. armies that, which I did keep. I was looking and thinking, oh, I, I should really be repainting them. Um, but I think no, it's no because mm. they are basically a snapshot of what I was doing in that time. So you know, even though the banners are rough and you know, look at the crap. Yeah, I wouldn't change him because that was me, you know, twenties playing this game. So, and that's that's always been my my ethos of me. I never go back and repaint anything. I was I was learning for painting and paint new stuff. That's oh good god, yeah! Philosophy, mate. Yeah, don't be like me and go back and repaint no, things you just painted six months ago. <laughs> the paint? Just stick in the box. <laughs> touch things up. I'll never get. I'll never get. I'll never get. Move ahead. on to the next one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I won't. I'll be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I paint. I've, <clears throat> I painted up a unit of uh, twenty dwarf uh, hammers, and I had them in like yellow and black color scheme. I thought, oh, they'll, they'll look a bit different from what, all the other stuff we've got in my army, but then. I painted up Fulgrim on his on his throne. It's all in the classic, you know, studio color scheme, blue and white. And I thought, well, the hammers are like, you know, his his own bodyguard, and they're in a different color scheme. So then, you know, I, then I had this idea of painting the shields a different color. Then I just painted the whole lot again. So you know, it's just crazy, but um, but I enjoyed it though. It's it's you know, it's fun. It's it's not it's counterproductive, but it's still yeah. I, I know, really enjoy going back and repainting my uh, my I'm Warhammer stuff. About it. But, um, I started off with um, I, I did do an imperial army or uh, sorry yeah. an empire army um, or started one you know again about 10 years ago which then went into a box and never got finished and then when we started this project I got them back out again and again I thought I'm not you know, I'm not going to repaint them but I did do like a hand painted banner which is like yeah 
I had more time than I knew back in those days. Uh, mm-hmm. But going back in and just trying to add new units and paint them, paint them a similar <laughs> style to how I painted those, yeah. you know, painted ten years ago, was quite unusual. It was, it was, and it was good fun. And then I did the high elves. Um, mm. But I did hand paint banners because again, I just mm. went a bit mad. But uh, yeah, I, I I enjoy going back and all, painting old old figures. There's something very nice about it. Yeah, no, that's yeah. yeah, again, they were from a mate. Yeah, I noticed you had all the nice classic said, oh, I've got styles there for yeah. the fourth edition, which is very good. I'll have anything. I... <laughs> mm. <laughs> but again, it's nice to go it back says, and paint them just and, and look yeah, at yeah, Because a lot yeah, of them were done with contrasts. Yeah. Those, those high elves are mostly yeah. contrasts. Um, contrasts and washes. And just trying... Oh, Again, right. I'm just trying contrast over different okay. un- yeah. undercoats to see the effect. And, and for for um, elves and for high elves, which meant to be, you know, I, I always seem as being really bright and blingy. It really worked quite well. And then I, I went a bit mad on the Phoenix yeah. Rider. Um, yeah, that Phoenix took it. Yeah. Again, that was mostly contrast. Yeah, it looked really nice, actually. Yeah, right. that, um, that took a long vibrant. time. Yeah, yeah, flames are always fun to paint. Mm. But the, uh, you know, the, yeah, it was just the sheer terror of having six pots of contrast paint open on my yeah, desk. Yeah, yeah, my dear, at once. <laughs> Knowing that you know, I'm bound to knock one of them over, or wow. yeah, yeah, or a cat's going to arrive <laughs> and knock them over. Yeah. One small slip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I suppose I suppose one positive thing about the contrast, if you do want that old hammer kind of vibrant, you know, really sad. Yeah, they, they are really gross finish. Um, especially with the, the, the contrasts are really good for that. Um and the the whites mm. uh puckery white contrast is quite unusual. Um, but you've got to thin it down. If you're going to use that, get their contrast medium and thin it right down. Um, I I find the white because otherwise it goes very grey, and you do have to overpaint it. Right. So I I tend to you know, I water it down sort of two thirds con uh, two thirds medium one uh, okay. one third contrast, and it still's got enough pigment in there. So when you paint it on, you still do get that very nice shadowing in in the recesses. Yeah. It works quite well. Yeah, that's good. Uh, also, I want to ask you: Have you have you tried that have Final tried Liberation? Yes, the, um, years ago. <laughs> uh, computer game. Uh, but... Oh, it was a great <laughs> game. <laughs> yeah, I just discovered it. I yeah, just didn't I realize it. I didn't able to get it run on Windows uh, 10. I saw on YouTube. I, I there's, saw um, Final Liberation. There's a mod you can get for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've still got my original CD Mate, from back from in the day. GOG.com for yeah, six bucks. Which is probably why it won't run on, why it won't run on Windows 10. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. You lucky bugger. Yeah, exactly. 
you can find you'll find some patch for it or something or whatever. Oh, but, that's yeah, a fantastic but, game. Yeah, I'm sort of discovering the. Oh, old this is a whole new podcast. Hang on, I've been settling now. Yeah, you like this? Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, I've got I've got some final liberation soundtrack clip that I'm going to put into this podcast. So when you hear back it, you'll see it. You'll hear it at the very start because I've been having fun. Finding there's a, there's a whole website which has all these all the soundtracks Fantastic. for the games, and I've just downloaded them and I just sort of made little little clips out of them, like thirty second clips or whatever. Just for the nostalgia feeling, for, for I think a lot of people love those old PC classic game. um, I don't PS PlayStation games. I don't know was, was Final Liberation I think, a PS um, one game or Mark was it just Chaos a PC might game? have been the PS game. Ah, right. Well, the the yeah. Oh, was it okay? Because yeah, Shadow, the Shadow of the Horn Rat was a PS one game, and so was Dark Omen. But that was so terrible with the with the controller that I gave up. And like within seconds of playing it was just impossible to play it um so i just rediscovered it like last week and i bought it from that gog.com um because it runs on my tablet i've just got a, like a microsoft surface pro mm. and it's like a tablet pc and it works on this thing oh but God, yeah. it's been driving me nuts because you know, yeah, it's, it's so brutally hard um, I, mean, I, I don't I know if do you can have... remember playing it but man it's um, so hard like i bought from steam yeah. uh market chaos which I think is the third one in that series. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're all the same. Um, yeah. Just, just better gaf- graphics all the way through. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, Dark Omens. Oh, that's not going to... I'll go look that one up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, Dark Omens was yeah, a fantastic game. Yeah, I know you're really doing game. this weekend. Um, yeah, Shadow of the Home Rat was... For this week, if you're playing those games... Yeah. That was just great. But, um, yeah. <laughs> the voice acting was brilliant. Uh, the Skaven was just fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I had, so had some fun with that. So, yeah, I thought I'd just ask you about the final liberation because I saw it on, mm-hmm. on YouTube and I saw this guy playing and I thought, wow, this is incredible. Like, this is exactly what it was like in second day. Like, all the vehicle designs are the same. Like, nothing had been sort of modernized. Um, the gameplay looked really cool and then had like this entire campaign system built into it as well, which is looked really fascinating. So I'm definitely going to try that at some point, but I thought I'd just try to give Shadow of the Horn Rat a bit of a go first and see how far I get with it before I get so frustrated. I normally yeah, get I'm, my oh, tablet four, out the window pounds, and, and once I got to that stage, oh, I'll, I'll give Final Liberation <laughs> again. Yeah, have that, mate. Go and get it. <laughs> yeah, sadly, they don't have Dark Omen yet because I know Dark Omen is a better game, um, like, you know, as far as controls and um, obviously the graphics are a bit better, but the controls oh, are a bit better. So <laughs> I hope to get that at some point. We'll find, find some safe download link that I can get it because there's still an... Yeah, but there's still a massive community mate in Germany. There's a huge forum based on it. That these guys are, like, creating, like, modern uh, yeah. mods for the game. Uh, so it's got a massive following in Germany for some unknown reason, but around the world, obviously. But in Germany, it seems to be really, really popular. Um, maybe because they had that, you know, that player versus player um, part. Like yeah, the I get they were such mode, good games. Where you could play your friends. That, maybe that's that why. Maybe it became a bit of a cult. I'm just looking. What have I got on my because of that? Uh, my Steam Pass at the moment. Uh, 
Mark yeah. Curse was the big one. Yeah. I got the new Battlefleet Gothic, which I've struggled with. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, right. Uh, um, I, yeah, there's was one there just ever yeah. Yeah, I haven't played it. Um, oh, there is. Oh, wow. Yeah, it'd be worth looking into. Okay. Cool. Okay, that'd be awesome. Yeah, all right. Um, yeah, it might be just a nice filler because I think yeah. the computer games are kind of a nice bridge between, you know, if people, especially now with the COVID thing, like if they don't have the chance to play, you know, in person with somebody else, then maybe the computer games are a nice little, um, mm. uh, you know, uh, like a stopgap between that and, and playing at, at, at a club or something and to get that nostalgia fix if you need it. Yeah, but yeah, but uh, something I've just sort of sort of discovered again recently and I've been really enjoying the, yeah. you know, the trip down memory lane. Um, yeah, I remember some of these old classic games, but the soundtracks have been fantastic to listen to. Yeah, I've got it in my head, man. Like that, the, Sh- the Shadow of the Horned Rat soundtrack's been in my head the whole week ever since I started playing that game. It's got that <laughs> really sort of <laughs> yeah. funny uh, macabre sort of sound of um, you know some kind of synthesizer, you know, very '90s style music. In the background, it's, it's, it's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, so carrying on our trip down memory lane now. Designed that music is brilliant. It's, have you, it's, have uh, you been playing or have you work. played Battlefield Gothic? No. Mm-hmm. I've never played it, man. No, this is, I, think, I think when that came out, mm. I basically just wasn't playing anything GW at all. Um, I'd just totally given up on it. Um, so I don't know what I was doing then. I think I think I was just painting. I think I was just painting stuff and collecting Kev Adams' hawks yeah. and when he was working for um, Heartbreaker, and then he went to mm. Harlequin, and then he went to uh, Foundry or something or whatever. Yeah, he did. He did various other places, and I used to find his miniatures in, in my local game store. And I, I think I just enjoyed sitting downstairs painting forty um, K's models basically um, for that period of time, but. Uh, Again, it's another game I, I played a lot with Bill for Thornhill. Um, and I foolishly about five yeah. my fleets, which is something I never do. Um, mm-hmm. but it, was, it was a... It was a I mean, I, I would make it into it. Oh. Which it probably isn't... Yeah. Um, <laughs> probably you know, something that everyone expects. You know, I, I literally had all the fleets. And I, and I played it all the time. And then when Bill moved away, I was playing with this other guy and I just never got on. Yeah. He was a bit of a rules lawyer for me. Yeah. And started playing some of the Firestorm Armada games by Spartan and stuff. And oh, yeah. I, decided I, I, I decided to have a, um, a prune some of the figures I got. So I, I sold a couple of the fleets. I, I, normally, whenever I stuff, I always keep at least two armies for anything, just in case I sort of go back into it. Yeah. But it was it was at the time when Battlefield Gothic was quite popular and people were just offering yeah. stupid money, so I thought, stuff this, I'm going to... Yeah. <laughs> so I sold all, all of the fleets and then immediately regretted it. Um, 
But again, it's a it's a yeah, it's a space game. <laughs> many figures for ships. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, worth it's investigating nice if you're into the '90s style. Mm. I think it came out mm-hmm. uh, late '90s. Yeah. Mm. 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 It did come in the '90s, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah, so I think when I got out of when I got out of the Games Workshop hobby was when Sixth Edition was released. So that that I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that mm. game came out when Sixth Edition came out at the same time. I think Warmaster came out. I actually got back. I actually got into Warmaster, but no one actually played it. Yeah, um, 1999 came out. The very last game that I ever uh, so, got into with with Games Workshop. Yeah, I think, and during that time. Um, yeah, it's a good game. So, yeah, no. Um, it's essentially okay. um, Napoleonic Galleons yeah. in space. Uh, um, you know, because there's there is only yeah. um, okay. you know, two dimensions in in space. Right. Okay. But it, it's a fun thing. Um, sure. It's yep. if you can get so get hold of some of the ships, it's worth trying out. And I, it's it's mm. I, I did um, I wrote um, a computer okay. program to do a, uh, a campaign for it. So the idea was basically you're fighting over systems, so you've got the the naval battle, you know, up in space, which then dictates how you're getting reinforcements down for the ground campaign. Um, which is something the Forge World did um, on their on their book. They did the um, they did a Tau book quite a few years ago, and that oh, had right. you, basically you, you had scenarios in there for, for Gothic. For Epic and for 40k, oh, yeah. all in the same book, and I basically did that. But I sort of turned it in, into a um, not a computer game, but a computer um, campaign system. Yeah, the system. So basically, you know, you, you moved moved all your units around on the camp on the, on the campaign, system. and that would then dictate yeah. what the battles were going to be oh. and how you'd play them. Um, uh, again, yeah, a good a good game if if you wanted to add another dimension to a campaign. Wow. Gothic is, is a good way of doing it. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. So I was I was dreaming about having Mighty Empires, Mana War, and Warhammer, either fourth or fifth edition as like the three essential games to run a campaign. But then I suppose with 40K, Epic Space Marine, Epic, you know, 40K second edition, and then mm. uh, the uh, Battlefleet Gothic would be another excellent. Yeah. Um, a, and know, is it wrong uh, that I, I did actually to have, you know, plan out to, the, to um, all different, uh, the Mighty Empires, War Master and, yeah. and Man of War thing? Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh. Again, another little good game. Oh, that's a good idea too. Warmaster, yeah. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mate, yeah. Again, I had it. No one wanted to play it. So I had two armies. No one wanted to do it. So uh, I just end up selling everything. Mm. Um, so maybe one day 
uh, if someone was interested in doing it and I could find yeah. a cheap army to, to pick up, I'd love to play dwarves or actually I'd love to play orc and goblins in it because I love playing orc and goblins in fantasy. Um, so yeah, maybe, maybe one day or I'll find an alternative company that sells metal, no, there's you know, 10 the, mil, the, or even six mil miniatures. Yeah, there's loads I mean, of proxies out there. Scales a massive, um, massive and Draken are quite good. Um, um, if I can find that, then yeah. Uh, Micro Worlds yeah. do very good six mil armies. Uh, they're based in America, so they might be quite quite easy for you to get over in um, over in Japan. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, what I get more masters than I came. Um, I I took on my world master armies and I okay. rebased them cool. for okay. Sword and Spear, which is a, a fantasy historical game. Because yeah. again, big base. I, I got a thing about big. I, I love having small figures on big bases. Ah. I, I like the whole diorama effect that you can do. So I, I did all of my, you know, I took them all off their um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 40 by 20 bases and I put them all on to nice. 60 by 40. So I had these big units, big blocks of units wandering around. Mm. Uh, yeah, I did all. Uh, apart from uh, orcs, I, I never did orcs. Um, just because they were ridiculously expensive to try and buy. Nice. Okay, yep. Yeah, that's, that's what it seems to be like. Someone was saying that the Skaven are incredibly rare to find too because they're like mail-order only. So it was like, yeah. Um, so yeah, if, if there's... Yeah, I'd probably ones yeah, definitely look at six maybe, mil. Um, yeah, maybe that's a good option for me. I'm not going to yeah, spend the force on it, um, basically, to get into Like it. I say, um, I think these days, but when, when you're looking at the games from the 90s, yeah. um, because the figures okay. you can't get anymore, yeah. it's always worth... Finding the rules because the rules are usually out there. You can either buy the hard copies yeah. off, off eBay or there's places that you can download them. Um, but it's always worth looking at other figures because whilst it's nice having the official GW yeah. ones, you know, when it costs you sort of 20 quid to buy a single unit of, of Warmaster, you know, um, infantry plus postage, yeah. you sort of think, well. I'd rather give some money to, you know, the, these new companies. Yeah. And use those. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yep. Yep. No, that's fair enough. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. And I think there's so many alternatives out there. Mm. Now, of course, I'm a, you know, I love to have all the original stuff, but sometimes it's not, not that, not always possible. But I always try to get the original models for the yeah. authenticity and that kind of thing. But yeah, there's some really great stuff out there. Like you say, there's some excellent modern companies making some really wonderful stuff. Yes. So that's always that's always good to know anyway. But anyhow, mate, we're going to have to wrap up our podcast. We're almost at the two-hour mark. Uh, I'd um, like to thank you again you know, I haven't for taking the time to uh, come and talk to me. And I hope you've got something painted, mate. How's, how's your Titans going? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, nice. that's fine, mate. That's well, it's I've been got a half, pleasure I've to got be on. Most it. of it, uh, an old third edition Jess Gordon yeah. Ogre painted up. So, but ne next time we'll <laughs> definitely have to get you painting. Yeah, mate, it's been awesome. I mean, it's uh, like I said, it's oh, been surreal cool. talking yeah. to you now, mate. It's been great. So, most definitely, I hope we can do it again. And I was thinking, maybe, maybe we can do a Man of War special. Yeah, yeah, we did the epics thing now, so. 
Yeah, let's do Man of War. Once I've played a couple of games and I've got the system down and I've, I've had some experience playing it, um, yeah, we'll definitely have a Man of War special, maybe with another person as well, maybe from the Man of War Facebook group or on Twitter or something like that. Yeah. Because, yeah, oh, you need people who actually know the rules. More stories, war stories of the days <laughs> of playing Man of War or something would be great as well. So, yeah, we'll definitely... We'll definitely it's a great yeah. game. It's <laughs> Wait, I don't know. I don't know anything game. about the rules. I've, I've looked through the rule book. It looks very, very brilliant. good. Yeah, uh, Mark it's a really fun game. So I can't wait to get it on the table. Yeah, but but I know. I know. Yeah, that's why I know. I know. Yeah, definitely, mate. I know. I know you love it because I know you on on Meeple's and Miniatures. Yeah. You always talked about how wonderful it is, and and then uh, uh, Neil was always crying over having sold all his entire collection <laughs> oh, yes, the, the, to some guy, famous, in, the famous in, uh, car park in Edgebust, in, in, in the, in the park, car park or some place or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, but no, <laughs> yeah. But thanks yeah. for having me on. I really enjoyed it, and uh, yeah, good so luck. Stay safe. Lose that money for and, it, uh, though, but yeah, but, yeah. yeah. But anyhow, mate. Yeah. Right, mate, mate. Cheers, buddy. You take care. You too, mate. Yeah. Do you, do you and your family please stay safe? It's a big, you know, big part of my history, uh, even though I haven't got many memories of playing the game. Uh, only small fragments remain, but I know I really enjoyed it. It wasn't a case of looking through the, uh, the rose-tinted glasses, because, you know, having come back to it after all these years, it is still a fantastic uh, addition and um, one of the greatest games they've ever made, uh, me personally. But as Mike pointed out, you know, there are different other uh, versions of the game um, that have been, you know, that have resulted out of fan base groups or from Games Workshop itself. They are not the same. They're all different iterations of, uh, of Space Marine, but they can all be enjoyed in different ways. And um, there are you know, strong communities behind these systems online in Facebook or other, other places that you can go and find these groups to uh, find other people maybe in your area that you can play with. I think Mike is organising games to play with people locally too, which is excellent to hear. And we hope to see more of those photos up on Twitter on his account at some point in the future. So, um, now looking forward, I think we'll have uh, a big chat about Man of War which is another great game that Games Workshop released during the early 90s. And it's something that I've recently acquired and I'm sort of painting the ships. Uh, and I'm going to drag some of those ships out today and start painting some more of those. Just so we can get the base set ready and then we can get uh, a game recorded on the channel. As a demo game, and I hope that Jesse can join me in a, in a demo game of that in the future in a remote play. Or get Justin to give me a game here at home. Because, yeah, I think there's something like that. That's a hidden gem that doesn't really get much um, uh, 
much exposure anymore. I don't think there are groups on Facebook, but it's pretty quiet there. But it's, there's very little on, on YouTube. There's very little um, other kind of media talking about Man of War. Uh, so we want to keep the Man of War community uh, thriving and, and alive. So yeah, that needs to be given a lot more airtime, I think, in the future. Okay, guys. So thank you so much again for listening. And we look forward to bringing you a new guest next week. In fact, I'm going to record a podcast today with my good friend Kent Fury in Newcastle talking about 2nd edition 40k and it's his, uh, his rule system that he developed for tournament play. And um, So I look forward to bringing that to you sometime maybe midweek. I'll let this podcast um, air and let people listen to it for the next few days and I'll bring the next one uh, in midweek or so. So you've got a lot of, a lot of content coming your way and I think the following weekend I'll have to check who it is but I think it's a, a gentleman from Poland talking about the old hammer event in Poland uh, that has just uh, been and gone so I look forward to lis- uh, listening to his stories about what happened on the day and what games were played I know Hero Quest was one of those so it'll be cool to hear about okay guys well until then I'll leave you to it and uh, enjoy your hobby for this week and we'll catch you next week okay take care